G'day everyone and welcome to episode 618 Aussie Tech Heads. We're coming to you live from the Gold Coast and from Sydney and from Melbourne area. So uh, how are you doing? It's the 31st of January 2018 and geez, I can't, you just, I know every every week and every month you seem to, you say you can't believe another month's gone. It must be as you get older, you sort of must be more time sensitive or something, I don't know. But another month is gone. Uh, the first one of the year. So I hope you, ha- have, you did something well with it. Hope you had some holidays and you're all back at work now. Uh, we, we guys are back doing the show. We've got Mr. Holidays back this week, so it's great. That's good stuff. We are brought to you by startnewcompany.com.au if you want to register your company fast, easy, and direct with ASEC. Jump onto that website and uh, f- register away. Uh, startnewcompany.com.au uh, athwebhosting.com.au You can get some uh, nice shared websites service hosting packages from athwebhosting.com.au sign up and uh, get the immediate activation ssl certificates aussie support mainly me uh domain registration easy to install wordpress joomla and drupal so uh jump in and have a look at there uh this week on the show we're going to talk about apple's going to fix a facetime bug uh apple rakes in nine billion dollars facebook is giving teens money Oh my goodness, what's going on? And much more. Uh, we don't forget to also tune into the Aussie Tech Radio. Not many shows this week. A few tech shows have uh, still in a bit of a hiatus, I think, over the Christmas. Haven't come back yet. So if you're one of those shows listening, where are you? We miss you on the Aussie Tech Radio. So just download the TuneIn Radio app and, uh, yeah, search for Aussie Tech Radio and you will find it. It's uh, it's good. That's a good listen. Sometimes you hear a lot of good stuff. There's a you can find us on the facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. And if you if there's something that you want us to talk about, put it in the Facebook. Just send us a message, and we'll get it. And we'll see if we if it's interesting, we'll talk about it. Uh, YouTube.com forward slash Aussie Techheads, and the show notes and a little bit of other stuff is at AussieTechheads.com.au forward slash podcast. Now, you can get other shows on the network, and in particular, the Aussie Max Zone. And Michael says, we've got a listener, Matthew from Telstra, loves the show, listens to the ATH and the Aussie Max Zone by the look of it. So hi, Matthew. Uh, Great to have you... uh, Great to have us in your ears, I'm sure. And also, My Tech Opinion. Shane, where's the new episode? All right. And that's that's it. That was a quick one. Did I abbreviate it this week? I don't know. But anyway, uh, let's see who's on the uh, panel this week. What's the panel? Okay, first up. Oh, we've got Mr. Holidays first. How you going, Mr. Holidays? I am never first. I know. Well, you are tonight, this week. <laughs> How you doing? Special occasion because I'm back. Yes, that's right. The next week we'll go back to calling up Joe first, yeah? No, well, you must have connected first. You you know, first... Actually, Joe was rather late tonight. I was a bit gobsmacked. He's usually right in there before all of us. You, you get in pole position. That's what that's what happens when you connect first. And Joe, how are you going? I'm good, thanks, Glenn. How are you going? Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, how's your week been, Joe? Any, anything exciting? Ah, uh, yes. I, I received my uh, podcast microphone stand. Oh! Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, no, I'm, I haven't put it up yet, but I'm, I'm going to be putting that up uh, in a couple of days. But I did do a little bit of an unboxing. Nice. So check that out on my Facebook page. Oh, I don't know why that hasn't come through on my feed. I'll have to, uh, I'll go looking for that. Uh, can So have you put that up on YouTube or is it just on your Facebook at the minute? It's also up on YouTube, yes. So you can have a look there. It's called BM800 Condenser Pod, Pod, uh, Podcasting Microphone. And that's from Joe, the Gadget Man, YouTube. That's right. All right, and while you're there, but make sure you... I think that's the... Um, isn't that the same... I think that's the same microphone I've got. I didn't think of, that was a stand model. I thought that was the microphone model. 
Well, that's the microphone model. You're right. You're 100% right. But it also, this one here comes with the whole stand and everything. So you can, you know, move it up and down and whatever Must be else. like the one I've got. Yeah. So did you buy a microphone as well or just the, just the stand? No, it comes with the microphone as well. You got everything, the mic and that. So you got the same mic as me then? Well, I'm not using it at the moment. I haven't set it up here, but I just unboxed it uh, last uh, during the week. Okay. Sweet. Good stuff. Nice. Uh, yes. Nice. We can't and wait to see that. How set you back, Joe? Uh, from memory, somewhere around about $30. Yeah. Easy. That's what mine cost, about 30 40 bucks. Now, um, yes, I'll go looking for that uh, for that uh, YouTube video, Joe. Hey, if you get a chance, just you want to just chuck it in the show notes, and I'll push that across to the proper show notes on the webpage. And, okay, uh, no worries. We'll do. And we'll link that. Just put it at the bottom of yours, and then that'll just come across on the when I do it on the webpage. All right, great stuff. Now, uh, what else has been going on? Let, let's just kick straight off, eh? Let's get into... I'm app- pretty... Um, oh, sorry. No, you're right. You're pretty what? I was just going to say, I'm pretty happy that you're doing the Facebook tonight. You've really got that damn pat now. Yes, well, I think... Well, me having to do it. Yes, well, it seems to be pretty stable. So hopefully it's continuing to be stable. Uh, the stability was the main issue. But it, look, it seems like... See, because I use Ycast to record the show, like the video, and Ycast also pushes out to Facebook. And uh, in the past, I don't know... Look, I read that it was a Facebook minimum you needed five up uh, uh, for it to work. And I don't have... I've just got five up just in the last, what, six months or something. Yeah. And, and the Ycast, their settings to send to Facebook, I could never go below about 720 and I think that was the issue. But now I can, I've bumped it down to about 480 and everything seems to be going pretty good, rocking and rolling pretty good. You do a 480 to Facebook and then you're still doing the higher quality output for the, for the later upload of the podcast, yeah? Yeah, so there's a, like a 720, yeah, 720 for YouTube and there's a 360 for iTunes. So, um, oh, there you go. Yeah, there's, there's versions everywhere. <laughs> just, just imagine now that you've got that sorted. I've got all this extra time on my hands. I should look into um, getting this this call center thing going, where we can get you know our people to call in and have their say. Yeah, that's that's something that sort of uh, has just perplexed us for a while. <laughs> like, um, look, I used to do it, but it was it was a bit cumbersome. It was through Skype. And I used to bring the had like uh, Skype set up on another computer, and pretty much like Leo on the Twit did, you know, he's got a, he had his Skyposaurus, and it was you know five or six computers because you could only run Skype one instance of Skype on each computer, so you had yeah. five or six computers feeding into your mixer. It was a bit of a nightmare. Well, uh, I can do it pretty easy. I've got it set up already. We've just never found the right application to do it with, whether we do it with Facebook Messenger or or Skype or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because uh, there used to be a good one called this this Talk Shoe that used to be good, but uh, what was that? It used to be one called Talk Shoe, but I think it died. Talk Shoe. Yeah, so it was good. It. Yeah, well, it was we could register ago. an Aussie Tech Heads Facebook uh, page so we can have Messenger. Uh, but then we w- figure something out well, that that didn't work properly because people had to be your friend or something. Or yeah, but not many people were gonna. Want to go on the well? Hopefully, a lot of people would want to go on. Would want to call in the show, but it would only require the ones that want to call in to befriend that that page. Maybe we can look into it. Yeah, or, look if you want to if oh, if you want to hear your voice on the show, uh, just let you can leave an audio message on the website. You uh, can yes, just uh, there's a couple of buttons there somewhere, and you can just leave a message, and you just if you've got a microphone, just record it, and we'll get it, and then and we'll post it. Yeah, yeah. all right, cool. 
Uh, Apple. Now, look, there's a couple of Apple stories this week, and I don't... Why is Apple... Why does Apple suck you into the, uh, you know, into their universe and so just want to talk about them all the time? Is it lack of other stories to talk about? I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, Apple is going to fix a FaceTime privacy bug. This is probably pretty serious. Uh, just quietly. You got, I don't know what you guys spoke about last week. Did you talk about this last week or not? No, I don't think we spoke about the FaceTime bug. No, okay. No. I've just got something I'll add to it when you're done then. <laughs> All right. So Apple is going to issue a software patch uh, for a bug that lets the iPhone users hear audio from users who have not yet accepted a video call. So that's pretty pretty bad. I, and like, I think, what, a couple of weeks ago, we were going through the same thing. Uh, Microsoft had an issue. I can't remember now what it was. And you think, why doesn't this get picked up in the... Was it where the, you installed the update to Windows 10? It wiped all your data, wiped all the user data. That might have been it. And you just think to yourself, why hasn't this been picked up in the, the beta testing? You know, mm. cause, you know, and same with this, this thing here with Apple. Like, surely, do they not beta, say, beta test all these updates and changes? And why don't they? And if they don't, why aren't they? And if they are, why aren't they picking something like so simple up? Like, I get they might not be able to pick up a security issue or a flaw, but something pretty simple like that, you know, oh, let's test the, let's test the FaceTime, let's test the FaceTime. Well, hang on, I can still hear Joe on the other side. Oh, we haven't even, it's like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, the bug was able to replicate, allows an iPhone user placing a call using uh, Apple's FaceTime video calling feature to hear audio from the recipient's phone, even if the recipient has not yet picked up the call. The bug appears to rely on Apple's group calling feature. So yeah, so mm. it looks like they've just tossed it all together for the moment, and uh, they're going to put a patch and then re-enable it. So the bug also broadcasts both video and audio from the recipient's phone. So this is the group, the group FaceTime, where Apple said we're aware of the issue and have identified a fix that will be released shortly. Apple's Group FaceTime was temporarily made unavailable. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, well, to add to that, I had um, that, what was it? Um, sorry, sorry, unless I cut you off, you're right, sorry. No, you're, no, I'm done with that one. You go. No, I was just going to say Apple's massive FaceTime bug, which allows for users and developers of others uh, on others while a call with blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to read through. Um, it was found as early as last week, this bug, by a 14-year-old kid who was trying to get his friends together for a fortnight session. Mm. Um, Thompson, which was his name from Tuscan, whoever, was setting up a FaceTime chat with a friend ahead of a fortnight video game um, session when he stumbled across the bug. It was then that Thompson noticed that he could hear audio from his friends who had just joined the call. Grant quickly told his mother, Michelle, that the pair spent uh, Michelle and the, the pair spent a week trying to contact Apple to warn them about the issue. Um, the WSJ says after some calls and faxes, they eventually traded a few emails with Apple's security team, but it wasn't until reports of the bug blew up on Twitter <laughs> that the decision was made to disable the group, the FaceTime mm. group completely. The bug has been an absolute security disaster for Apple, from whom 2019 could have started a whole lot better. Yeah, and look, that sort of gives leads me into like um, I'll I'll go on in a second. But Joe, did you? Oh, where is Joe? There he is. He's not there. I was going to go into. Remember the old poffs that we used to do, uh, back when Mark was on the show. The POFs, the the piss off factors. Well, mm. the the poff for me lately is that 
you know, and just in particular, like last night, you know, you sit down, you pay for a service. Like in this, in my case, it was zero, the accounting software. Uh, but you got a problem, all right? Just a little problem, but you are just totally unable to ring anyone. Like that's it, no. And the best that you could do with zero was send them your email address, and they would respond to you and ask you what you want when they're ready. <laughs> Yeah, and then you've got to respond back to them, and then hopefully they give you the answer when they're ready. Uh, look, that whole process, I had a bit of a login issue. Uh, look, that process maybe took about, was probably quite quick, two hours, probably, you know, for all the emails back and forth, and then it happened. But uh, but these companies, Microsoft's the same. You cannot get any sense out of their contact call center. Like, you just I, cannot. I know, you, I know what you mean. Today I was trying to get in contact with Belong, you know, Belong, the... Telstra yep. carrier or the, the reseller. Yeah. Um, they're the same. They're exactly the same. I, I have problems with my um, belong phone number and you go to the website and you follow the dots and it always leads you to a email address or like you said, uh, um, some support case. You've got to write a support case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they get back to you within 24 hours, uh, you know, 12, 24 hours, which is good. They, they do get back to you. But the level of service that they provide is I don't know, less than less than uh, accepting. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. uh, it doesn't it suck when you know more than the than the tech well, yeah. guy on the other end. Yeah, it's true. But at the same time, I, I have a feeling that it's not sometimes the name you might know more of them, there, but the 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 care factor is very less as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. But like, yeah, because I find I hate them when you ring them up and they put you at the lowest level of tech support first, and you, mm. you feel like you're talking to someone. Well, in my case. I'm pretty technical, and I'm sure you guys are the same. But you ring up like the tech support, and it's just because I was talking to Microsoft go through the levels, and then they send you, "Oh, we're going to put you up to the next level now." Oh, no, we're going to put you up to the next. So you got to mm. start with the very absolute basics of your of your call. Because I've got an issue with Microsoft. It's only over twenty five dollars, but it's the whole point of the thing. And like you are, and even now these days, you know, you ask, "Oh, put me through to someone I want to lodge a complaint." And oh, we don't have anyone to do that. So you can't even lodge a complaint. It's just totally, totally crazy. It's big business, crazy. Isn't it? it's so hard for but then, the yeah, and then, but like, I'll have to, I'll have to, you know, give a, a big tick to PayPal. They're a massive business as well. But I can ring PayPal. I can talk to them, and they fix my issue, like pretty much straight away. Well, and, I rang PlayStation yesterday. Good luck. Straight, straight up. No worries. Oh, they, really? Straight away. Well, I was, I rang them with a problem they couldn't resolve. It was their new. Um, I don't know how new the feature is in the PlayStation, but it's the new family feature where you can lock up age restrictions and this sort of thing. And right. You link, you link, you link your, your child's account to your account mm. and you can give them allocated spending money. But I tried to ring up and say that I wanted to unlink them because I couldn't work out how to remove the, the linked family member and right. they told me I can't. Well, my issue with Xbox Live is but very much free. similar. Yeah, well, I, I I can't. I just bang my head. I just uh, can't do it. I, I ended up putting a little bit on the Microsoft Australia website, uh, Facebook, and that someone did contact me, and they they said blah blah. Um, they've sent you emails about this. I said I haven't got them. They said, oh, we'll get them to send them again. And I said I still ain't getting them. <laughs> I said try another. Ad- maybe don't try the Outlook address. Maybe try Gmail. Might work. So. <laughs> I'm still not getting them. But, yeah, my issue with the Xbox was uh, the kids got a, uh, like, gift cards, you know, for the Xbox. One of those fellas. 
gift cards yep. so they can buy their stupid Fortnite dollars or bucks <laughs> or whatever they are. So, so anyway, so you know, you go. I know I, from previous experience that I had to, uh, you know, um, get the get the money into their account before the, into their Microsoft account before they can use it. And the only way to do that is I've got to sit down and do it through my account. So I've sat there. I, I couldn't. I couldn't uh, redeem this through their through their Microsoft child accounts, right? I couldn't do that. You redeem it through yours and then give it to them. So I redeemed it through mine, but because it's a gift card, I can't now. That is like a that gift card has been redeemed in my account as a purchase of twenty five dollars of cash, but I can't push that to the child account. The only way I can get money in the child account is to buy money from uh, transfer money from PayPal. Like that twenty five dollars is in my account. I've got nothing I want to buy with it. It's a waste. <laughs> it's isn't just it? rubbish, and that's what I'm over because and that's, you know, what, that's kind of the same thing I'm having with PlayStation. With the same thing, I rang them up and said this family thing. Why can't I unlink my child from my account? Yeah. Because it's now ridiculous. He can't play anything. He can't even play Fortnite because he's 10. Mm. And they say, well, that's in our terms and conditions and he's not allowed to play. Right. Fair enough. They right. said, if you at your own discretion, he can play your account or whatever. Mm. But if I try to remove him from my account and change his age or something, which is, and we're not allowed to do that, terms and conditions. So right. don't recommend that to anybody. But um, if, if I was to do that, I can't. Once his birth date's been set, that's it. Whether he's joined to my family account or not, even though I've gone into his settings and said allow him to play mm. games over eighteen or whatever, or don't block any, don't add restrictions. Yeah, their terms and their terms and conditions still stop him from playing anything over his age, even when he's not connected to my account. So they couldn't remove him. So this is so on now, the PlayStation, is that right? He wanted me. To, hey, this is the play, yeah. Sony. Yep. Yeah. And he wanted me to buy the Spider-Man game for him online because his CD-ROM and his PlayStation is not working. And I'm like, so what? Do I buy it on my account, and then he can't play it because the age restrictions aren't right? Or just set him up another it's account. Just a, it's just a gamble. Yeah, you, that's yeah, that's what they said. They said you yeah. can set up another account. Although we still don't recommend that because oh, well, these guys they can't, they're not allowed to recommend it, obviously, because of the terms and conditions. Could you imagine? But, could you imagine their user data? But it must be just. That full of crap because that's so unfriendly and people cannot delete and change what they need to do. People just be just signing up new new accounts or every oh, five seconds have like accounts everywhere. Yeah, like it's a joke. I don't know why they. Oh, anyway, get me worked up. So my but, boy couldn't play Fortnite on his PlayStation. Yeah, he was pretty disappointed about that. Yeah, so but, you know, in the end, I in the end I was able to because I didn't want him to play Fortnite in. He had to play under another account. You know, he's bought all these V-Bucks and all these... Oh, under his... Yeah, right. Under his account. So yeah. when it, I set up Fortnite on my account, it automatically used my PlayStation Network username and my, all my stuff. Mm. And then so then I realized, all right, well, I have to go... And I found a way to go into the uh, Fortnite game and disconnect my PlayStation from the new account, which then allowed a login window to pop up on the PlayStation, and I was able to sign in with his account. So now he can play Fortnite under my PlayStation account. Yeah, oh, it's a mess. On his own. It's just <laughs> such a stuff around. So yeah. for anybody that's not quite technical minded, like it's a, a mum or a dad or something, they've got no hope in hell of getting I've, around. I've tried to put three. No hope in hell. I've tried three over the last six months. Three times I've tried to put $15 into the Xbox child account, and three, and apart from the 25, and three times. I've had to ring Microsoft and be on the phone for at least half an hour. It's 
So I'm just not. I just told the kids, don't bother coming to me asking for V bucks anymore. Yeah, so we're you finished. Twenty five bucks on them, and then they they keep you on the phone for twenty bucks worth of your time. Yeah, yeah, and then now, yeah. But anyway, but anyway, talking about Fortnite, and it ends up costing you fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But talking about Fortnite, we'll get to you in a sec, Joe. Is that all right with yeah, the story? No, you go for it. I'm you, all good. Keep it moving. Have you got anything to add about gaming consoles? Do you, you got any frustrations? Uh, I have frustrations, but not on gaming consoles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We might not go down that, that, <laughs> that path. We'll leave that to your own. Talk, uh, uh, as, as I was saying before, with um, Belong, the mobile pr- provider. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, with, with that, um, the, the frustration I have is that I did try and call their 1300 number. Um, yeah. And the lead through, you know, makes you follow the dots and everything. And then when you get to the end, it normally asks you if you want to, you know, customer support for mobile or broadband or whatever, or other. I thought, okay, um, I'll go mobile. I need mobile support. I follow the dots and I keep referring you back to the website. I <laughs> oh, love it. Hey, you yeah, got to love it. So I thought, okay, I'll try the broadband, see if there's anyone there. Um, follow the dots on that one. And that led me to the website. Oh. I said, okay. I've got to go other. I might be able to speak to somebody. So I, I went other, and that also led me to the website and didn't even answer my call. So I was really frustrated over that. I remember when I worked for the National Bank, how customer service was just drilled into us every single day. You know, we had the care project. The customers yeah. are really everything. We had all these things going on. Not now. I at the door. Uh, that's where yeah, they want uh, you. And now I've got a, um, a service, which, uh, which I don't get any phone calls on. I can't make phone calls on, and um, I can't any text messages. I can't receive text messages, <laughs> and, and I can't ring anyone to fix it. I've got to get back in the queue. Yeah. And, I, and, I've been, and I've been doing dealing with this for the last like two weeks or so. so yeah, that's hopeless. That's hope. don't, don't don't go belong. I wouldn't. I wouldn't if I were you. Yeah, well, that's a big cross against those guys. Um, yeah. So look, but talking about we're just talking about Fortnite and all that sort of stuff. Did you know that there was a Fortnite? Oh, tournament that was on. Now I posted this up on the Facebook page, but I'll it's tell you, tournaments. is there really? I didn't know that. But yeah, they were these tournaments were all that uh, they they had commentary and everything. They were quite interesting and entertaining. But the Summer Smash uh, was uh, was held at the Australian Open this year. And the Summer Smash was split into two tournaments. One main solo event for the Australian pros and amateurs and a pro-am featuring the Fortnite personalities and celebrities. So the Epic Games put it on and they put in quite a big prize pool. Uh, 500000 up was up for grabs for the solo tournament. Uh, first place in the solo event w- would go away with 100000 and there was 50000 each for the runner-up and third-place finisher. And the other money must have been split against the other ones. But, uh, oh, yeah, so the top 10 got some coin. So number one, X2 Twins Jesse, he got the 100,000. I watched that. There's a video. Now, let's see if I can get a uh, – look, I'll, I'll flash you up. That's the that's the end scorecard there if you're on the video. Now, if you're also on video, uh, we've got to have a bit of, bit of a look at some gameplay. They are pretty good, aren't they? Like these these little kids, they they mustn't uh, do much with their lives, but they're pretty good at playing Fortnite. Now, here's yeah. the, let's see if I can get any. Can I if I push that up like that? Is that does that come out all right? I yeah. can see it. Now wait for that ad to move. There we go. Now we'll go up to a like a oh, right at the end here. We have a look at some action. Oh, there's 13 people left in the game. Now look, this 
just flies around. They build and so far. I can't even. I can't even kill anyone. I can't even shoot straight on the stupid game. But my kids are into it. But uh, yeah, look, it was entertaining to watch. They had, I said they had commentary. Um, it was quite good. They had different viewpoints because it was obviously a uh, special uh, platform that the tournament was run on, so you could see different views and all this sort of stuff. But look, there's a there's a if you're into Fortnite and you want to have a bit more knowledge about this. Uh, this uh, tournament, I did post a seven-hour, <laughs> seven-hour video up on the Facebook page, and also Is that how long the, ta- the tournament went for. No, I, no, I think it went for longer. Was it like this was like more of a maybe a uh, compilation of you know, highlights, or, or maybe yeah, right. it was even a, every game of the every finals game or something. But it, it goes for seven hours. So if you want your Fortnite fix, go and do that. And, um, yeah, look, it's not a bad game. I wish I could had more time to play it. I, I quite like it, to be honest. But yeah, so there we go. That's the old Fortnite. Um, yeah, so your your kids are into Fortnite. A hey, uh, jo- uh, Joe, no Jordan. Uh, no, um, my boy is, but my sorry my son has just introduced it to my daughter, and she's kind of she's kind of had a bit of a go at it. I, I thought she might get hooked to it, but uh, I don't know. She's she started her first day of high school yesterday, so she's kind oh, of had nice. to drop everything and yeah. put preference in place. Yeah, my, so maybe she'll come back to it on the weekend. Let's see what happens. My screen time only, has been reactivated. Only just happened. <laughs> yeah, my, our screen time on devices has reactivated yesterday. And sorry, Joe. I haven't, I haven't reactivated mine yet. <laughs> it's all been done verbally at the moment. And what were you doing, Joe? Were you into the Fortnite? No, I'm not into the Fortnite. I don't play much games online. No, nah, this one's pretty good, though. <laughs> it's hard to get... Whatever happened to World of Warcraft and all those things that everyone used to play online? That was that was the game of all time, wasn't it? I suppose Fortnite's probably overtaken that now. Oh, I think Fortnite's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty massive. Well, you can no matter what time of the day. So normally, what happens? Okay, so you go into a lobby and wait for a hundred people, and then once once the system gets the hundred people, then you go off and play your game. And it doesn't matter what time of day or night you join. You, there's a hundred people just. There's always. I've tried. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. Ready and ready and waiting. You know, it's just it's just massive. It's a massive game. But so yeah, so that's that. Uh, all right. Yeah. So where was I? That was it. That's it. Cool. There you go. If you want more information, go to the website, uh, show notes. Uh, yeah, Joe, what, what have you been rummaging through this week to tell us about? Well, you were, you were talking about Facebook earlier on saying that uh, some teens have been given $20 for their data. Yes. What's going on there? Yeah, apparently real. Facebook call it Project Atlas. Really? Right? Yeah. And uh, they've been secretly paying people $20 per month to install what's called a, a Facebook research app. Um, it's like a VPN service running in some sort of software uh, that lets the company suck in all the users' phone data and web data as well at the same time. Right. So how, how do you, is it known that, or how do you get the 20 bucks? Well, apparently once you sign up for it, um, you, um, you actually uh, get um, something that you need to install, or some software, and you're well aware that the software you're installing is for this purpose. Right. Uh, Facebook make it, um, can have all sorts of uh, level to your account um, and to your phone and everything. Um, they can get, once it's installed, they have the ability to continuously monitor the following types of data. They can monitor private messaging, including social media apps. They can, they can monitor chats from instant messages. Um, they can also see 
uh, photos and videos that you send to others. Right. Wow. Yeah, they, they've also had permission. Well, basically, also be giving them permission um, to see ongoing location information. Is by this tapping. real or what? I, I I can't believe it. Yeah, it's, it's only just come through this last week. Um, but I can't believe it. it. I mean, what do what do you what do you do in a situation where you know you're busting for a pack of smokes, you got no money. So what are you going to do? Just give up your identity to Facebook for twenty bucks? Oh. Yeah, look, I don't know. Um, but you know, this is something that um, is is a like you have to be allowed in it. Like you, you just you just you just don't install it by mistake. They actually have, um, have to download the program yourself and mm. install. It. So you, you actually know that you're getting involved in this by by installing the software. And you get paid. And you get paid twenty dollars a month. Oh, it's twenty bucks a month, not just yeah. twenty bucks out. Yeah, no, twenty bucks a month. Yes. Some of the other things that they do is um, you, you you allow them to have location information. Um, on any of the apps that uh, that provide location information, right. uh, Facebook can even ask you to take a screenshot of the Amazon order page that you order stuff from. Well, I would recommend to anybody out there that wants to pay twenty bucks a month not to, because I'd reckon Facebook's got all that information anyway, and it's just a cash grab. So go and do it, you reckon? Why <laughs> would you want to give Facebook? For, why would you want to take twenty dollars a month to give up your own personal data? Yeah, I got no I mean, idea. Seriously. But apparently, that's something that they've been doing. Um, it's unclear exactly what type of data he's actually getting, um, but it's nearly almost unlimited access to a phone's, uh, to a, a device um, when it's got that app installed. Yeah, what? So they can get all your contact list and all the phone numbers of all the yeah, other people? It's, like, it's like you're giving them permission. Yeah, so you're giving them permission to access all your friends' details too. That's right. Yeah. So apparently TechCrunch has... Got um, friends in your phone. Like and all their information and history from looking at their Facebook pages, they get all that too. Yeah. They get all that. Yep. Apparently, Facebook has admitted to TechCrunch, the website TechCrunch, that it's running this research program research. Uh, and to gather um, to gather data on usage habits. Apparently, they're saying that it's a usage habit. But make no mistake, it's very clear that you're actually installing this software. Um, there's a fairly big process to install the software, um, so you're well aware that you're actually doing it. Mm. Um, so if you want more details and there's some little pictures that also come up on the process of how they do it, head over to our show notes, which Glenn will put a link up later. I reckon Facebook's got all that information already. I'm surprised that they would. Yeah, that may be so, but they're, they're actually, they're actually asking this time. Do you remember earlier on in the year, Apple banned, um, some Apple had a similar type of app installed on their Apple phones and, uh, Facebook and Apple had a, had a, a bit of a, a, a run-in and, and Apple had removed it from the App Store. Yes, I, yes, I don't know what the app was. I remember it. Was that yeah, this? Well, this, is, this is the same thing. Apple have actually banned it in their App Store. Right. But um, Android have not. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because it goes on and says, yeah, Apple, uh, Tim Cook has criticised Facebook's data collection practices. Facebook disobeying iOS policies to slurp up more information could become a new talking point. Hmm. That's not good, eh? But I guess. But then again, you know, this is where you, this is where you get stuck, you know, isn't it? Because like, you know, okay, so it's as Joe said, it's quite a rigorous install procedure. You know, you've got to download the app, then you've got to go and set a few settings, quite a few settings up in the phone to hook up and get the VPN to work correctly. So you know, you're going into this with your eyes wide open. So. I think the only issue that you could have, I think, okay, fair enough, sell your own personal data for 20 bucks a month, who cares? But the issue I think is relevant what 
uh, Jordan brought up was that if your friends all their your friends' data and location data and maybe whatever 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 is in your phone, well then then that becomes Facebook property and that could be an issue. And I would. That's exactly right. Mm. Yeah. Anything that they take over, like any discussions or you know, chats and photos and whatever else, they also have access to that as well. So theoretically, you're actually you know allowing them access even to your your family and friends' data. Mm. Well, I think there should be a clause that says if the person's going to install this software that's going to allow them to track it, that they should have some sort of banner across their Facebook that says we are a paid service of Google collecting data so that the people who are visiting or talking to them know that this is being monitored. Well, yeah, I- it's only, it's only, you know, the decency to give, you know, your friends the, the notification that their, their privacy could be being viewed by others. Like, you know, like if you ring up, the phone company and they they're going to record the phone call. They give the the decency to tell you they're going to record it. Hmm. Well, I don't can't know. your Facebook account give you the decency to say that we're going to rec- that Google's recording this information. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I find uh, I'm using Facebook less and less and less and less. Yeah, uh, especially to keep a track of what my mates and everything are doing. Uh, just like you know, I've got a mate that's overseas at the moment, and he posts his photos. I just scroll past him. I'm not. I don't even care. Well, I just I just want to scroll to what I want to read, and mainly it's probably like news and just stuff like that. Or yeah, you got to go in and unfollow all the ones you don't want. Yeah, but like like I don't I'll follow me mate, but I I don't care about his holiday. eh? I just don't care. Like yeah, having a good time, great. But I don't want to see pictures of bloody in a third world country. See you later. See, when I went on my holiday just recently, I made a group. Yeah. And then- I just invited the people to the group that I thought might be interested. If they oh. don't like it, they can leave the group. Oh, I wasn't invited. Oh well, I actually brought I brought actually brought to life an old group and probably went on. I'm joking. All right, no, joke. I, have, I probably could have. There's some great. There's some great stuff on there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm but you know, joking. I, I also being that I went on a holiday, I thought I was probably being a little bit too precautious because. I've always believed that there's so, like I see so many people posting on Facebook that they're on a holiday. And I think, you know, and I think if you got a nice TV at home, I can go grab while you're away. You know, like well, that yeah, and you're probably fine, Jordan. You probably and, fine that even though you're um, you've got that private group. If someone in that private group has access to this app and they're actually using it, then everyone's data. That's free. right. That's right. But I do the group because I've, I believe it just scales down. I mean, there's probably you know how many friends have you got on your Facebook that you probably wouldn't. You know, nobody has that many friends. There's a lot of associates on your Facebook that aren't your closest friends. So mm. I think if you're going to go away or something, make a group and put your closest friends in it. Can't you organise your... Why are we talking about Facebook? But can't you organise your friends into different categories so then you just post to that category? In you rather can. Than... I, made a, I made a family category, a family group. I just yeah. use them as categories. Yeah, so instead of posting it into the group, you, you know, yeah, whatever. But uh, Joe... Just a group. Yeah, it's a group with all the family in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Joe, you got another privacy issue story. I think I do. Um, this one here, um, it's called Project Alias. And do tell. Uh, yeah, Project Alias. Um, apparently, it gives the users privacy. Um, stops from giving the users privacy from those smart speakers. So, for example, it's an open source uh, software. Uh, which they identify as is called in a smart parasite that feeds smart speakers some white noise um, and then allows the users to uh, train custom wake-up names. So, for example, 
the easiest way I can explain that is like you put a little device over the top of your smart speaker. Uh, what that does, and that's got like a little speaker in it, and it makes like a little white hiss sound, like a white noise, a little hiss sound. Yes, yeah. masks being talked about inside the inside the room. Right. Um, so in order to wake up your smart speaker, rather than saying say hi Google or Alexa, you say something else which is pre-programmed into the um, into the the system hmm. that then wakes it up, and then that then allows in the background to um, to talk to we'll say hey Google. <laughs> that it's pre-recorded so you then that also then says hey Google which then allows the speaker to work per normal right so it turns off the turns off the white noise with something else another word and then you and then you continue to say hey Google after that correct so basically that's what it's doing it's it's got white noise happening in the background all the time until it hears the um, the trigger word which is the word that you can actually describe yourself yep. and um, well, that's a good invention isn't it yeah, well, it's actually up on up on um, this company. This this has been developed by Bjorn Karaman and Tor um, Kudensen. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. If you're listening, uh, if you ever listen to this, and it's a project in open source, and all the source code is available on the GitHub, and all the instructions are on uh, instructables on how to build this device. So it is open source, did you say? Yes, it's open source. Because I was going to say, isn't it really just trading up one listener for another? Yeah, basically, it's open source, and um, you can build the project yourself, um, and all the instructions are instructable. Apparently, if you're keen to make this uh, smart parasite, as they call it, all it requires is a Raspberry Pi and uh, a 3D printed part, which is basically, you know, something that you actually use to put on top of the actual device. Um, currently, there's instructions on how to file um, on, on files and for Alexa and for Google Home devices. However, the creators are saying that there's more compatibility coming in the way soon. No, it'll, 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 once someone does it, everyone will do it. And yeah. there'll be lots of companies making them and selling them. What does it, does that tell you how much one of these little things are, Joe? Or is it sort of just a concept? It's a, it's a, it's actually a working device. Um, people who are interested can go to GitHub and look up um, for the project. Um, it's called Project Alias, A-L-I-A-S. Right. Uh, and then, they can they can actually build one for themselves. Everything's there for them to be able to build it. Yeah. Um, they can head over to um, Instructables, and yep. then from Instructables, there's uh, pictures and, and step by step instructions on how to put it all together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Right. Interesting. Interesting. Because I know you don't know how many what these things are listening to, do you? Like our our little Google Mini goes off every now and then, as if you spoke to it. <laughs> I don't know why, but um. Oh, it just goes one of those things, isn't it? You know, well, I don't think I've got anything to hide, so I don't care. Google can listen all well, they like. I've got a little Google-related kind of similar story. It's more of a more of an add-on to what you've got there, I suppose. If you want me to, yeah, yeah, go on. Word it out. Yep. This is it's more of a guy that did a test. So it's a very long article. So I'll just give you a few cliff notes, and then I'll try and summarise. But it just says, um, "I cut Google out of my life and screwed up everything." It said, uh, three weeks, three week Google, whatever it was. It says long ago, Google made the mistake of adopting the motto, don't be evil in a jab at competitors who exploited their users. Alphabet, Google's parent company has since demoted the phrase in its corporate code of conduct, presumably because of how it's, um, had, well, how hard it is to live up to it. 
Uh, I don't even know why I had to read you that bit. <laughs> um, Google is uh, is no stranger to scandal, but in 2018 was a ban a year. It covered up the potential data exposure of half a million people who probably forgot they were still using Google+. Plus. It got caught trying to build a, a censored search engine for China. Mm-hmm. Its own employees resigned to protest Google helping the Pentagon build artificial intelligence and thousand more, thousands more employees walked out over the company paying exorbitant exit packages to executives accused of sexual misconduct. And privacy critics, uh, critics describe Google's insatiable appetite for data from capturing location information in, in unexpected ways. Mm. Google changed when it exposed, sorry, when exposed to capturing credit card transactions and a practice Google has not changed and actually seems proud of. Um, I'm actually, I'm saying goodbye to all that this week as part of an experiment to live without the tech giants. I'm cutting Google out of my life, both abandoning its products and preventing myself technologically from interacting with the company in any way. But that could be a bit of a, uh, uh, a bit of a, I don't know, not exactly fair income because like you you could you can say goodbye to google entirely but still get the same services well, from something else yeah, well, this is what he said it goes on to read it kind of says an, an, an engineer i can't say his name deruve or something so i'm just going to say drew sandstorm engineer drew built a virtual private network or vpn for me that prevents my phone computers and smart devices from communicating with the ip address controlled by google this will cause some huge headaches for me and the company has created countless genuinely useful products some that we intentionally use and some invisibly the trade-off google tracks us everywhere I've seen, well, I've seen that article, Jordan. Um, I was going to look into it next week when I had a bit more time. Yeah, but it's kind of it kind of goes on to kind of say how everything uses Google. So even when he cut himself off, because it is a long article, but even when he cut himself off from all these apps and completely cut out the IP address, he found that there was a lot of other apps that also use Google mm. in the background to pull data from different sources and well the and DNS stuff. servers and stuff like that I guess. Well, basically, basically, if you're using an Android phone, you're going to have to really log out of your account. And um, yeah, so he he, he so if you log thinking. out of your account, you lose all your services. You won't be able to use your phone. You won't be able to WhatsApp anybody. It, no. It's all linked together. He got rid of his email. He got rid of everything. And I, I suppose his point was, is that you just don't realise how much Google's in your life. Mm. Well, not not only Google, but Facebook and Amazon as well. Everything, but Google more. I mean, everything. Like even Facebook pulls search results from Google. You know. But what? Um, so what... I think at the end of his article, it says um, uh, a bigger drawback is that Google is really damn good at a lot of things it does, and I miss the things. For example, Duck and Go works for my internet search needs, but it isn't quite as spot on as Google search. And yes, it's privacy invasive that Google is mining all, all of my data all the time. But I love that when I get an email about a flight, Gmail automatically tells Google calendar to pencil it in. Um, is that worth the trade off? Millions of people seem to think so. So my overall impression from this week is that Google touches almost everything on the internet. Uh, I ran into I ran into it on almost every site and every app that I use blocking Google from my life was almost the hardest, almost as hard as blocking Amazon on which, <laughs> on which on. much of the non-Google internet relies. Uh, and one day blocking Google could be even harder with Footprint Labs, a product from the company 
to smarten up urban areas. Google trackers will extend into the real world tracking, not just how we move around the web, but how we move around our cities. And that would lead to tracking that Drew and I might not be able to stop. So even setting up a VPN was almost impossible. Mm. Yeah, well, I guess like I was just thinking while you say that you could set up a Google account with a fake name and so forth, but they're still going to know your address, aren't they? Because if you use the GPS, they're still going to still going to point you at your home, say oh. six nights out of seven each week. Oh. So you know, so it's yeah. It's true what they it's, say. They have got absolutely yeah. everything. Yeah, and even though you know when you go to a say a website and you type your address in, it auto fills. You know, at yep. verify. Well, that's Google Places. They've got so much stuff in the background going on uh, and APIs that developers of different websites use to make this, to make this apps, yeah. As you said in that article, half the apps that weren't even Google apps still relied on some, some, some form of mm. um, data being pulled from Google. Well, you, you download, you browse to a web page, you know, you look down the bottom of the bottom left of the, the page and you see what you know, site it's loading and all this sort of stuff. And most of the time you'll see, you go to whatever, and you'll see that, yeah, it pulls, that it'll be waiting, if it's a slow site or whatever, it'll be waiting on a Google service. Um, hmm. For another example, Google fonts, you know, websites use different fonts. Well, the, the ability to use different fonts is from the Google font library. So hmm. then it's got to access the font library to pull down the font information. It accesses the... Google library to pull down the address information. Access Google library to do this and yeah. Google library to do that. Yeah, that's why I liked that article. I thought it was just really a, a good a, a good indication. Yeah. Of how intensely, uh, how deep we are connected. Yes. How everybody, how deeply we are connected to Google, even if we don't know it. Even if you're on an Apple phone and you don't have a Google account, you're still connected to Google somehow. Now, I could do without Facebook quite easily, I think. I don't think that that would worry me. I could delete that tomorrow, uh, and that wouldn't worry me. Um, but I've got a question for you guys, because uh, the young fella bought an iPad, or got one for Christmas, and I, I wanted, because, you know, half the house is on Android, half is on iOS, how can I, what app can I use to, say, send SMS-like messages to and from cross-platforms? I tried to set up, now this is my problem, I tried to set up WhatsApp, but the iPad, his iPad needed a mobile phone number and I couldn't set it up. Is there a way around it? So what do you want to do? Send messages from Apple? Oh, say, say download a, a messaging app, say WhatsApp, okay? I thought that well, would... There's iMessage. If you're all on Apple, there's iMessage. But, it, but it's got to go cross-platform. Oh, cross-platform. So yep. there's WeChat. Okay, is that so? Do I need a mobile number? But what about just Facebook Messenger? Well, he doesn't have Facebook, and uh, I suppose you could download Messenger, but I don't know. Just like that conversation before, Snapchat. let's let's keep him, let's keep it all. Let's off. keep him off social media. But there's yeah. Snapchat, there's WeChat, there's all those kind of things. But the problem is that they're all massively. But then you look at things like WeChat. WeChat gets away without a phone number. Or, Skype gets away without a phone number. But is WeChat... I wanted something half secure. Is I would use Skype. Mm, I wanted something that would, say, bring up an alert like better than Skype. See, Viber uses phone number. You're saying on the iPad it needs a phone number. WeChat... Yeah. I think WeChat needs a phone number, I think, but, but the, the trick around it... When I did this with my kids a long time ago... Was it WeChat? I think it was WeChat. 
Was that, is that like a little green? I think it's. I have to. I'd have to go in yeah. the app store to see a little green square icon. You go into it. You use your phone and you register with your phone number. Then once you've registered, you can log into the account and you can then change the phone number or add an email address and remove the phone number. Right. So right. then you can add an email to yeah. WeMessage instead of a phone number. Right. All right. Well, I'll have a look at that. And I think it was WeChat. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, the obvious, Facebook Messenger, Snapchat. Yeah, Alan, Alan's saying on the, uh, on the chat that Viber apparently does, it's cross-platformed. Yes, but you still need a phone number. Mm. The moment you install Viber and you open it up, it'll want your phone number. So what... What, what do you do? You just go to your local grab a $2 SIM, put that in there. But what Glenn's saying is he's got an iPad that doesn't have a phone number in it. You don't have a... No, there's no SIM. No card. SIM. Oh, okay. Yeah, so look, I'll have so a look. WeChat at... also now supports PC as well, apparently. Yeah, so now get that it on Windows. look, I'm going to try that because yeah, if I can do it on the PC as well, hey, I won't even have to raise my arm to type a message, <laughs> pick up the phone. How lazy do you want? Oh, that's good. Um, now, look, just moving on uh, quickly because we're nearly otherwise at... Skype. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Skype. I'll, I'll How have many a... kids got Microsoft accounts already for their Xboxes? Yeah, yeah, true. You just sign into Skype with your Xbox account. You're done. But I, but I want it, I want the thing to be an alert, like an SMS, you know, so they can... It does. Skype gives gives pop-ups, comes oh. up with a pop-up new text message. I get them on my phone all the time. Yeah, it just goes, bloop. It yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what a text message does? Well, you can have your own ringtone, so it sort of stands out a bit. And Messenger does the same, Facebook Messenger. They all do, like, some sort of notification, don't they? I'll have a look at WeChat. Yeah. I haven't got a good excuse, though, for... For uh, for messenger, except I just don't want nothing to do with Facebook. Like the longer they can stay off it, the better. But uh, look, through the week, you might have talking about emails and cloud stuff. Look, you might have uh, tried to log into your Microsoft three six five account, and you couldn't. You thought the the machine had gone broke. It broke down. Xbox screens apparently went black. People thought their Xboxes were broken. And apparently, Microsoft suffered a worldwide global meltdown. <laughs> something affecting cloud services, including the Office 365, Azure Portal, Dynamics 365, and LinkedIn. Uh, many users unable to log in. So that was quite horrendous because I had a couple of customers, uh, yeah, with that ringing me up going, wow, I can't log in. And I'm thinking, what's going on here? And then as soon as like, you know, three or four start ringing up, you go, hmm, something's so going on. Like Australia had the most problem there on that map. Yes, yes. <laughs> it looked like us in New Zealand. Good old, good old Australia getting left behind. So, I, look, don't you love their excuses? And it's the same with all these 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 mobs. Uh, Microsoft said, we've identified a network, a network issue that is affecting authentication to the Microsoft 365 services. They, uh, in another quote, I don't think I've got it, but they said, oh. When they identified it. They said it was that guy from Aussie Tech Heads, Glenn, we think his name is, down in Australia, logged into 365 at the wrong time and logged everyone out. <laughs> trying to get a free account, logging in and logging trying out. Trying to get a free account. Yeah. He was trying to set up his iPad for his kid to do messaging. On That's right. God. But no, they they go. There's another quote there. I haven't got it in front of me, but it was like, um, oh, they blame the third party network uh, hardware provider. You know, everyone's blaming third parties. I reckon if they're going to start blaming third parties, let's start naming and shaming. We want to know what's going on. Uh, so anyway, Microsoft says they've moved the services to another alternate network and performed numerous uh, targeted service restarts. They said in an update that the authorization. That they have, uh, they said that customers that have their authorization cached are unaffected, and new authentications are succeeded approximately fifty percent of the time. So it's a big issue, very big issue. Uh, so, but everything's 
A-OK now. Good on you, Microsoft. Uh, Joe, you got one more, well, I think. Alan, Alan said there we oh, yeah. had the Office 365 for customers here in New Zealand as well. Yeah. So I don't know whether he's saying he had a problem there or not. Yeah, New Zealand was uh, part of the part of the outage, that little top bit there. That was the... Oh, yes, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty well. Apparently, it was worldwide. Not not that map doesn't show worldwide, but uh, that little heat map. But uh, it shows. It just shows wherever the heat wave was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Joe. That's when you couldn't get an office three six five because all their servers couldn't handle the forty six degree heat. Well, that's true. Uh, Joe, you got one more. I have. Um, you know this uh, controversy with Huawei and their spine. Yes. Yeah, well, apparently Prince Charles, um, he's got a, um, he's founded a, um, a charity, um, said he would no longer accept donations from Huawei. Yeah, that's probably yeah, fair so enough. Big, yeah, <laughs> well, you know, it's a fairly big um, you know, donation that they were giving. Apparently, Prince Charles Trust was founded in 1976 to help disadvantaged young people in Britain. Yeah. Uh, it had received 490,000 pounds from Huawei since about 2007. Right. That's yeah, about a million dollars. Yeah, that's a fair bit of money from them. But I guess, you know, like, so the US government's pretty much banned them. The Australian government's banned them. Um, they, they obviously don't just ban them because they come out of China. They're, like, they're banned. There's got to be some sort of substance to the, the decisions, well, you'd hope. Well, there seems to be some overwhelming um, evidence uh, reported to suggest something is going on. Yeah. Um, the, one of the most serious ones is um, Main Wanzhou, Manzuhu, who right. is a financial chief officer of uh, Hawaii and the daughter of Hawaii founder Ren Zhengfu. Mm. Mm. Apparently she was arrested in Canada on December the 1st yeah, at the request of the United States over alleged, alleged um, violations of US sanctions on Iran. Right. That wasn't long ago. Yeah. She's currently under house arrest, and uh, China is demanding that she be set free. Right. Yes, yeah, some Polish authorities earlier on this month also arrested a Hawaii uh, executive on spying allegations. Oh, jeez. Um, arrested uh, suspicion against Hawaii. So that was another one. As you said, the United States and its allies, including Australia, have restricted Hawaii, Hawaii, from um, working on the next uh, generation 5G mobile networks. I, I know that Optus also has also banned the use of Huawei equipment in their core mm. network. Well, TBG, there's a story here. And, uh, yeah, and but... apparently there appears to be that they'll be going with Nokia equipment for 5G this time around. Yeah, well, this I've I read a story about the TPGs that had to abandon their build of the mobile network. And apparently, they've they, they were going to use Huawei stuff all through, and apparently now they can't use it. They've just said, "Oh, we're just abandoned." Apparently, it's too expensive now. I don't know if they're just having a big cry about it, but uh, you know, try and get some public sympathy. Maybe I don't know. But they said, "Ah, oh, we'll just we're, we've dumped a hundred million into it or something already. We're not going to dump any more into it if we can't use Huawei." So you guys go get stuffed. I reckon. Too bad to say. That's, it. That's, yeah. that's the rule, so live with them. Yeah. Yeah, apparently Germany is also debating whether they're going to start you know, doing the same thing as everybody else and, and get and remove Hawaii uh, equipment in their networks. Mm. Well, I think, like, if for those of you who don't know, I'm pretty sure what the, the background of all this is, is that the US and the Allies are thinking that when the when Chinese make the, the Huawei's Chinese-owned, so when they're making their chips and parts and whatever and whatnot, they're putting in little 
you know, little little uh, backdoors back to back to China, so they can probably use the devices as as spying components. Uh, but I'm not saying white noise. Yes, but I'm not saying like, and I, I would bet a hundred dollars that America is doing exactly the same thing. Like, and we are as well. Like we everyone's everyone's matter, doing it. Everyone. It doesn't matter who hides it better. Yeah. You think, you think Microsoft was really going to let out of the bag that half of their customers could log into three six five or or no. Facebook. Or Facebook was going to say anything about their 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 FaceTime. Sorry, the Apple was going to say anything about their FaceTime problems. You know, like mm. so much stuff goes under the table that we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's exactly right. Uh, look, I've got a couple finished quickly with. You know, you know who are we? Um, what do I have? Uh, where was it? Who are we? Of uh, where is it? I had a little a little Huawei related story as well. Um, not a big one, so it won't take up all your time. But uh, last year, Huawei took a big shot at Apple with the MateBook. Did we talk about this already? The MateBook X Pro? No. A laptop that, a laptop that encapsulated some of the best things about Mac, the Mac Pro line while ignoring most gimmicky features like the touch bar and Apple's frustrating butterfly keyboard. <laughs> so for 2019, Huawei made a new mainstream 13-inch laptop meant to take down the recently revamped MacBook Air. And aside from one shortcoming, the Mate, the MateBook 13 what? outclasses its biggest competitor in a competitor in nearly every way. Yeah, they're out to rip off. <laughs> cheaper prices and and all the different little features. There's some pictures here, but you can't mm. see them because I didn't put it in the show notes as per usual. But it looks pretty sexy. Mm. And that's apparently say that about Huawei, I'd be hesitant to buy one. But that's what I like. That's what isn't Trump all about? That he's he's upset that uh, China doesn't just take all the business away. They're also they just steal the intellectual property. Like uh, so, when um, a company wants to go and build and and whatever and operate in China, apparently China says, "Well, for you to be able to do that, for us to let you in, uh, we need to know how you do that." And then these companies have to give up their secrets for nothing because they want to trade in China because it's a big market. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of issues going on about that. So um, good or bad mm. and or indifferent. But Apple Australia rakes in $9 billion last year. So that's good for them. Apple uh, Australia, did you say? Apple Australia. Uh, Apple and New Zealand. Uh, nine billion. Uh, that meant the profit grew from two fifty five and a half in 2017. To three hundred ninety-six million for the year ending twenty-ninth of September, representing fifty-five percent increase. Apple incurred a tax bill of one hundred sixty-four point one. I think I did, might have did something like that last week. And the last one for me this week is iPhones aren't too expensive, says Tim Cook. I'd probably have to disagree with him there. Uh, amid questioning from a Wall Street analyst. Tim Cook continued to avoid acknowledgement that increased phone prices may be at least partly to blame because their sales have pretty much plummeted. Well, no, I would probably can't say plummeted, have but they really they've Apple, dropped. So, Apple iPhone sales have plummeted. Yeah, really? plummeted is probably not the right word, but they've gone down. You know, they're not they're not I reaching the heights of ex- yeah. expectation. But it would be prices. I mean, look at all the competitors with Xiaomi and all those things and. It's mm. just nuts. But you know what? It's just ridiculous. If I could buy an iPhone that worked as good as... Had, had just more interaction with Chromecast, I'd still be on the iOS platform. But uh, I, they don't. But yeah, well, you know, the charm is all right. You know, I heard it was the funniest thing. I heard someone someone complain about Apple on the radio. I can't remember what radio station it was. It was just a normal 
commercial radio station, one of the hosts was having probably sound a lot. They kind of wanted to sound like they knew what they were talking about, but probably didn't know what they were talking about. But they're like, oh, Apple's losing sales and it's because they never change anything. It's always the same. I'm telling you, they're losing. They're losing. <laughs> sounds Someone like us. And yeah. I'm like, she sounds like she knows what she's talking about. Not. Yeah. Um, you know, so she's just obviously been told that from a friend or something because she's repeated it on the radio. But Yeah, good on it's, her. It's kind of true in a way, though, because they aren't really. No. To me, they're not evolving. They're just, just, they're just, they keep releasing the same that's right. stuff, but just newer versions of it. Rather I think than, we've been saying yeah. that for years. Since. There's no. Yeah. Since 2012, after There's innovation's um, gone out of it. Well, after Steve Jobs left us, I think uh, you know, give, a year after Tim Cook's role, we could see well, nothing's going on here, nothing. Uh, well, they did release some new things with, with Tim Cook, but they could have. Well, I would say okay, yeah, new, but not innovative new. Okay, so they launched no. their, their watch. Okay, everyone else has done that. Well, so, I think Microsoft has been more innovative in that department than Apple. Funnily enough. Yeah, well, I think Microsoft is get just drilling in towards the cloud. I think that's where their money's getting made, big bucks. I didn't, yeah, when did the Microsoft release the Surface Six? I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, but are they are they really making thousands? You know, are they making money well, out of that? We, well, they would be, but the Six is I don't know, but mm. in comparison to the first one, I don't know how much they've changed over the time. But yeah, but uh, look, just to finish up on this. Uh, iPhones aren't too expensive. Sorry, yeah, I took you a little bit sidetracked there. Sorry. That's all right. That, that's that's what we do. Um, I was being, being passionate about Apple. You know how much I love them. <laughs> so uh, this guy, uh, analyst Steve Milanovic of Wolf Researched, asked Tim Cook whether he believed that the iPhone lineup may be priced too high. Tim Cook said no. He added, Tim Cook added, I do think that price is a factor, but only in the sense that foreign exchange adjustments and a decline, blah, 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 blah. They're too expensive, Tim. That's my problem with them. And I think, yeah. and he went on, the, he went on and he crapped on. He went on and he said uh, things like, um, oh, the phone, oh, everyone's keeping their phones for longer. That's why the sales are falling. Everyone's keeping them for longer. That's what they always say. Yeah, but, but they're, they're not. not no, they're not. Because like, they're slowing down their phones after a year anyway. Yeah, exactly. And plus, I well, I didn't. I went and bought a little a Xiaomi because I could buy three Xiaomi's for the price of for one apple. Of one apple. Yeah. So I could sit on three and crack them before. But, you know, Apple has always been expensive, though, in every aspect of all of their devices. They've always been, and that's always been their thing. And people have even always said to me, oh, but Apple's more expensive because it's better. And I'm like, it's not necessarily better. It's just that they've managed to pull the wool over your eyes and price for so long that mm. you believe that the price is high because it's better. Look, I think that the, I don't know. I, I think that the phones could be better. Or I don't know. It depends what, you can't just go better than Android because Android, there's Samsung, there's Xiaomi, there's L, whatever, you know, there's heaps of them. There's Oppos. So it's better than uh, Android. It's not really. No. Yeah. yeah. But I, look, overall, I think like $1,000 odd for this iPhone 10, I think. Really? Well, Does if, you're, it... if, if you're upgrading every year because your phone's slow, call it every two years, and your phone's a thousand dollars. That's a thousand bucks a year if you do it yearly, or five hundred bucks a year if you do it. Yeah, you know, every 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 two years, you know, that's almost the price of your car registration. You're paying I was just, every year. I was just going to gonna say you, that. Have a phone, you know. I was just going to so say that. Yeah, if you a... want to pay for innovation, then get your innovation. If you're not getting your innovation, you're not getting your money's worth. 
get out and get something new. I was going to say that if you had to spend five hundred dollars every time your insurance uh, premium comes down, and, and you complain about you it, complain, you complain up and go, "Oh, I don't that's right." That much this. Why is my insurance? It's gone up this year. Yeah, it's gone up this year a hundred bucks. Well, <laughs> Apple goes up a hundred years, and you'll get a hundred bucks a year, and you'll go out and blow your money on it. And you don't complain at all. Yeah, that's right. But look. Look, I like the phone. I do like Apple phone. I like the way they look. I like the way they feel. Uh, the iOS isn't too bad. It's just that there's, it just doesn't do it for me at the minute. Just the functionality of the uh, iOS operating system. But yeah, yeah, it needs a little bit more. It's it's too it's too slimline, isn't it? Really? I'd like it to interact more with different products around the home and stuff. Uh, what do you think, Joe? Any ideas on any thoughts on anything? Well, Alan just said he he said that you said devices are, la- are certainly lasting three to four years. Did you just yeah. say that? Yeah, the, the, I think the things are devices are lasting a little bit longer. Uh, they but, are. Well, they got caught for slowing them down, so they probably are. Yeah, and plus they had that f- replacement battery thing that they got going, but. Um, yeah, it's just like PCs, isn't it? The same thing. Like PCs, you can you get old PCs now, and you can put Windows Ten on something, that, and they keep going. Yeah, that's right. But I I do think that I think that the iPhones are the price the price is a factor for me at least anyway. So and I'm sure it's got a few other people scratching their heads when they ask to you pay fifteen hundred. Seven here that under my table that I bought was my first i seven. I bought that. I reckon I bought that. Oh, no, I reckon I bought it easily 10 years ago. Easily. Yeah, right. What generation is it? Oh, probably one of the first generation ones. It's early, early days. I think it's got DDR2 in it. Yeah, right. In, in the machine. And yeah. I put it aside and I bought a new machine because I thought it was getting slow. And then the other day, my kid wanted to play Fortnite on the PC. So I put it on that and it didn't play. It was a bit glitchy, so we bought a bigger video card. It plays fine, and it's got Windows 10 on it. It's running as fast as the one I bought, the new one. Mm. Yeah, you know, so, so it should. I don't think Windows so, 10 does slow your computer down. No, it depends on what it is. If you've got a little Celeron chip in it, it might. <laughs> it's, uh, but anything like, yeah. If you, what did you say? An i7? No, that's still... An i7. Yeah, it still go. pump it. still oh, goes fine. Well, my, this, this system I'm running here now is a, an i7 fourth generation. And well, we're up to eight. So what is it? I don't know. A generation a year or generation every half year? I don't know. Yeah, it's probably eight. Probably eight to ten years old. The one I got. It was one of the the first i sevens. It cost me big bucks back yeah. in the day. And um, yeah, I just installed Windows on it with Fortnite, and away it went. I'm thinking, mm. why did I even bother upgrading? Mm. That's right. Good stuff. All right. Um, any comments on anything, Joe? Before we go? No, no, I'm all right. No, you're dreaming about your new mic stand that you're gonna plug in this week yeah i'll put it together this week uh on my desk here and i'll probably use it next week cool all right well don't forget to go and have a look at joe's unboxing uh i've seen he has put the uh link in the show notes and those show notes will be up <laughs> fairly soon so why... alan, alan just said put an ssd disc in and you'll be laughing so it's, tr- it's so true I, I never put it i have you know what you know i'm a tech guy and i've never used an ssd operating oh system. no go put one in are you serious? But he said, if I put an SSD in that old i7, it'd yeah. probably fly. I probably could have upgraded the video card yeah. and upgraded the SSD, and it would have been as good as what I've got now. Oh, you got to have an SSD. And my newest, my newest PC now still only has one terabyte normal. Yeah, Jordan, you'll find that the SSD will speed up your computer so much. I bought one of the old um, Dell laptops maybe, what, 10 years ago for, for my son, and uh, it started slowing down. 
So I ended up getting him a, a SSD, put it in there, whack Windows back on, and it's just increased the speed twice as fast as it used to be. It's just Notice, noticeably different. Yeah, no, definitely noticeably different. Boot up and, and, and everything. They're just so expensive, though, the SSDs, aren't they? I mean, what's a terabyte SSD worth these days? Oh, you don't, yeah. You just use the SSD mainly for your operating system. You know, you get yeah. like a 256 or something like that, and then you um, you upgrade with the... Um, yeah, I suppose yeah, if you go and buy a 256. Dual, dual hard drives now with the SSD slash disk. They've got them, like the dual, the dual ones. Just go and clone the drive over. I wouldn't even have to reinstall. Well, I'm just looking up right now. I can't show you on the screen, but I'm looking up the prices of an uh, SSD for you. Well, that's what everyone does. I've they just... got a terabyte in mine. My main drive is a terabyte, but I have got it partitioned in half. A terabyte SSD? or a... No, just a normal. Right, right. And I've got a partition, so I've got internal storage, and then I've got my main, my main drive. So we've got SSD. Where's SSDs on this list? I can't find them. I'm on the MSY uh, list. You won't get much cheaper than these these clowns. Uh, oh, man, Cinecom's pretty good. Samsung, here we go. Samsung Evo, 250 gig, 89 bucks. So a terabyte will cost you 200. That's not bad. 200 for a terabyte SSD. That's all right. You'd do that. Easy. Wouldn't you? I would. Uh, the, yeah, I can't stop find any 128. All that, all that money you make. Yeah, maybe I only have to do a... Where's the 128 gigabyte? What brand was that? <laughs> a uh, Samsung Evo, 860 Evo. So, you know, uh, you get the MSATAs. A ter- oh, they're a bit more. But uh, yeah, MSATA, one terabyte, 239. So, you know. So they just started SATA drives, yeah. Oh, not the MSATA, but the Evo is, yeah. What's a... What's a um... What's the what's a W a Western Digital Blue? Well, that'd be a mechanical, wouldn't it? Five hundred gig for a hundred bucks. Yeah, that'd be mechanical. But like, no, that's SSD. Is it Western Digital Blue? Uh, uh, NAND SSD five hundred gig three D, hundred bucks. You'll probably find it's one of those dual um, setups, like the one I was talking before. It's got um, no, it's just an SSD. No. Because I remember the I can remember that one of the Dells I bought. Um, an SSD drive, but it was, it was it had like a quick boot up SSD module in it, and then the rest of it was a standard uh, mechanical drive. So it was sort of 50 50 thing. Mm. I think you can do that. Remember when the, oh, was it Windows 10 come out or something? It wasn't called Quick Boot or something. You could put. Uh, yeah, it, that it, never worked real good though. No, <laughs> I steered away from that. No, but I'll yeah. click on it and I'll tell you what is it. Uh, but if you. Um, what's, did... what's named? 3D NAND, I don't know what that is. So, where's that? Who who said they had a 4 terabyte? Is that you, Joe? Yes, 4 terabyte. They're around 150, 160 bucks. Well, you get a 4 terabyte SSD. 4 terabyte SSD for $1,000? Yeah, no, I, I just got the standard uh, spin-up one. Uh, SSD, internal hard drive. Give me a... Oh, oh Joe, 6 terabytes. Oh, how cheap is this? A WD Blue... A three and a half inch SATA internal drive, six terabytes, two hundred and fifty eight dollars. Where's that? At MSY. Six terabytes. So, like, I've got two terabytes in this thing behind me. Well, that WWD Blue is the one I was looking at. It's a hundred bucks for five hundred gig. Yeah, that's well, not it's not that's not SSD. They're so not that. It, yeah, it's SSD. It says it's a three D NAND SSD. 
Same one you're looking at, Western Digital Blue. But don't they have um, different... I don't think blue means it's just... Two terabyte. Yeah, unless I'm but, looking at... The, no, that's right. It's a blue... What do you got? A blue WD blue. Um, 3D NAND SATA SSD solid state drive. Yeah, Alan's saying in 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 the um the message there saying that uh, normally blues are spin up drives. So you got they may have, they may have a combo. Um, of I was just looking at the specs. It's not. I don't uh, think it is. And it may have yeah. a combo with um a small SSD drive for the cache files that Alan was saying. Well, there they got here this 3D NAND SATA SSD capacity. Yeah, that all looks like it, doesn't it? How much is they? Five hundred gig. Five hundred gig for one hundred and five dollars. Oh, but that's, that uh, that's like right. a chip. That's not a proper. That's not a spin-up drive, though. It's on centercom.com.au. That can't. And this is five hundred gig for say a hundred bucks Australian. Yeah, centercom.com.au. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Have, have a look. Well, where, where's my MSY for five hundred gig? Hang on, hang on. Where's my MSY? 500 gig. SATA. SATA. This is interesting, isn't it? For everybody. I'll untick Western Digital and see what else they got. Okay, so solid state drive. 500 gig. Yeah, a Samsung Evo 500. Oh, yeah, look, a Samsung Evo 500 is only 119. Oh, the Kingston, yeah, and the Kingston 480 gig is 95. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Western Digital Blue, solid state drive, 3D, 500 gig uh, is, yeah, 110. Yeah, right. Here's the Western Digital Green, 480 gig for 89. 500 gig, yeah, 249. But anyway, yeah, but anyway, that's interesting. Oh, well, I think those prices have come down heaps, haven't they? Especially those bloody six gig. Terabyte spin-ups, they were right. All right, well, that's enough from us. I'm, let's get out of here. Go and buy one. Let's install it tonight. All right, special special shopping trip to MSY. Oh, All you right. reckon? No. For me? Yeah. <laughs> Can you All post right. me a check for that? Yeah. Just post yeah. me a check and I'll go and get one. Oh, you won't be able to use the check, though. I'll post it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it won't work. Do people do use checks anymore? I haven't had a check for a while. I hate when I get them because that means I've got to go to the bank. But um, but yeah. Anyway, all right. That's it. Thanks, thanks everyone. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for your stories. Thanks for your input. And um, no worries, thanks, Tim. Well done on the unboxing. I'll I will view that intensely and have a look at this this new uh thing that you've got going, uh the new stand. And uh, good on you, Jordan. Welcome back. Uh, I bet nice it's great. Back, it's great to be back off holidays. I bet it is. But I missed the uh. I'm you know I said to someone I could move up there tomorrow, but I'd have to get a job, and then it wouldn't be a holiday anymore. No, you can sing anywhere. You'd be right. Oh, the music up there! You walk up, you walk up the the streets and the cafes and the restaurants. There's always someone playing. Yeah, there's more work up there than down here, I'd reckon, for musicians. Well, it's probably a holiday atmosphere, and it probably not all year round. Might be oh, Noosa, fairly Noosa, seasonal. Beautiful place. Mm. Beautiful place. Yeah, Goldie's good too. All right, <laughs> good stuff. Well, we'll see you all next week. We might have a, uh, a special guest next week, as far as I know. Uh, so if that comes out, yeah, stay tuned for that. All well, right. I need to ask you who it is, or you're not going to tell me because it's a special surprise guest, or do you know who it is? Or... Oh, I know who it is. You should know who it is. I'll tell is you. Is it one about the email? 
Yeah, check your email. Yes. All right. But we'll keep that till next week, just in case something happens and things don't work out. All right. So thanks, everyone. <laughs> thanks on the thank you guys on the Facebook and uh, for listening and watching. Thanks everyone on YouTube and uh, audio. All right. Until next week. Bye for now. Have a good week and a hello February. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you, folks. See you later, guys.